Jeffy Kruger. That's me. And I'm Ryan. Welcome to Put Up Your Spooks. All of you are going to know us from our original podcast, The 60 Min Bag. This is an extended side bag. The show where we pick two similarly themed episodes of our favorite horror anthology TV series to compare and combat. His, a kid-friendly episode from the 90s. Mine, something grittier and a little darker from the 80s. For there is one thing that draws Jeff and I and all of us together. The dark. The first series we're going to be talking about and comparing are, on my side, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And on my side, Tales from the Crypt. Pilot episodes is the theme. It's a loose theme, um, but we wanted to establish each series before we started uh, jumping around through the back catalogs uh, for themes that were a little more in sync. Um, but it was nice to... And to stop us from having to do every single episode. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan and I are, uh, a little different in age, and, uh, he also has really been a diehard supporter of 90s TV, especially 90s Canadian television. Uh-huh. And, um... The thing that bothers me about this the most is that everyone is now remembering these shows from the 90s. But I never forgot! It's true. Um, on, a, on a daily basis, Ryan still indulges heavily in, yeah. in deep 90s nostalgia. And I've been trying to get Jeff to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark for a decade. And I said, 10 years ago, not unless it's for a podcast. Not unless it's for a dueling podcast. So, um, I was uh, a little surprised that the pilot of Tales from the Crypt didn't at least introduce the Crypt Keeper more formally um, but, you know, the Crypt Keeper is a casual guy, as we've learned. And uh, you get his shtick fairly quickly. Oh, yeah, right off the bat. But uh, not... Right s- off the bat. <laughs> not so with Are You Afraid of the Dark? I got introduced very helpfully to the entire Midnight Society. So, Ryan, break down the first episode okay. of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark, for those who don't know, an anthology, well... They're both anthology horror shows, Are You Afraid of the Dark, told by Canadian children, (laughs) performed by Canadian children. For Canadian children. Mostly, which I did not know while watching it as a child, and I had no idea why everyone kept saying sorry. It it definitely took an edge off your red-blooded American male (laughs) Maybe that was a good thing, you know? It was my first uh, introduction to a larger world. As was Tales from the Crypt for me. The first. (laughs) Talking about something else. Oh boy, oh boy. The first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, Tale of the Phantom Cab, two brothers hiking in the woods, get stranded, get lost, run afoul of an evil scientist, and have to solve his riddles three, else they lose an arm or knee. Are you going to break it down in more detail? Uh, I'll go a little deeper. There's two brothers, Buzz and Danny, and I totally swapped their names because the older jerkier brother should be named Buzz, Yeah. as we've seen in Home Alone, but... uh, Buzz is the little brother who's like a nerd, and Danny is his older brother who thinks he sucks. I, I appreciated the the kind of old school antagonism. Old, I have it in my notes. Uh, it's one of my '90s isms: hyperbullying. I think part of the 
idea behind the hyperbullying that we've seen in media, like past, present, and future, is the fact that you have such a short amount of time to tell your story. You have to like, we've talked about it before, but you have to like really supercharge your characters sometimes if you only have like fifteen to twenty minutes to tell the story. I mean, you want to work in broad strokes, but it would be enough just that the brothers didn't get along like many brothers don't. You don't really need to have this guy in a, a shirtless denim jacket constantly threatening to beat the crap out of his little brother. And who seriously thinks about letting him drop off a cliff right? at one point. If not pounding him Hell constantly. Yeah. You are worthless. I should pound you. So they get lost in the woods. They're on a hike. Perhaps their parents made them have some together time because they couldn't deal with the bickering. So uh, they're in there. The kid is the trailblazer, but he gets them lost, hopelessly lost. They made Which him. is kind of weird. It's necessary for them to get lost, but the whole point is that the, the younger brother, Buzz, is the smart one, and he needs his older brother to trust him and have faith in how smart he is. But the first thing you establish is that he, is that he makes up. a stupid mistake and gets yeah. them lost. That's and true. they're in Canada. Yeah. I mean, they could have died of hypothermia. Oh, like instantaneously. Good point. Maybe it's just a metaphorical. It was literal. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's still a story. So uh, <laughs> so I guess a literary device would apply. Because, the, because Buzz's compass was just a little off, you know? Maybe his intelligence is, is just a little off, too. Just a belt buckle away from... Just an unbuckled <laughs> belt buckle. He's belt buckle away from getting them both killed. Yeah, I would... I'm going to side with the older bully <laughs> brother uh, in most instances, and uh-huh. uh, this one included. So they, so it's nighttime, they're cold, they run into a uh, helpful gentleman wandering about in the woods with a flashlight who says he'll take them to a place where they can use the phone. So he takes them to a small, weird cottage in the middle of the woods, which is the home of Dr. Vink. Dr. Fink? Vink, with a v, 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 v. Who wants tea? I do! Who's a staple of the series. Oh, is he? A mainstay, if you will. Are we going to see Dr. Vink again? Oh, many times. Oh, fantastic. He was great. He's pretty much the best. Side bag. No, side note about this character. <laughs> side splattern. Uh, the, the actor who plays Dr. Vink was in some show that they made us watch in my film class. In Canada? In Canada. And we were watching the dailies from this one scene with this with Dr. Fink. And his line was, Welcome, welcome to Croatia. And that's all he said. And we watched it about 50,000 times from, like, all the different takes. So whenever I see him or hear about Croatia in any way. You think of Dr. I th- Fink. I don't think of va, va, va. I think of welcome, welcome to Croatia. It's really sad. His performance as Dr. Fink really outshines his performance as Croatia guy. Uh, anyway... Dr. Vink is a nut, nutcase. He's a, nut, he's a real nutbag. He's a mad scientist, you could yeah. say. Um, and uh, he, he, he does natural science. So he loves gathering specimens, and he loves riddles, because he's uh, obsessed with the brain. So he tells the kids they'll, they can use his phone if they can solve his riddle. They solve a couple of softball riddles. But they can't solve the real riddle. You're going to launch into this riddle? Because I've got, I've got complaints. What is it that has no weight, can be seen by the naked eye, and if you put it in a barrel, it would make the barrel lighter? 
and they can't solve this riddle. I I have this problem with riddles, which is I came up with an answer right away that solved the riddle. What was your answer? Light. You can see light. You can't touch it. It has no weight or mass. It's intangible. And if you put light into a barrel, it makes the barrel lighter. I guess, but how can you put light into a barrel without a candle or a flashlight or something? You just turn on the lights. Yeah, but it's already... Then it would already be light in there, and also the whole room would be... It d- doesn't matter. It goes into the barrel and makes think it light lighter. Works. I dispute your answer, sir. That Well, you're 100% wrong. It also makes it brighter, not lighter. Slam lighter dunk. Lighter and brighter Swish. are synonyms, Mr. <laughs> metaphor, literal. And hey, it solves Toad. all the Don't conditions make me pound you. of the riddle. Okay, well, they didn't guess it light. It can be seen. So, fair it enough. Maybe, no, maybe if they had guessed light, it, it would have worked. It has no weight, and it makes the barrel lighter. In the middle of the episode, um, when they're all complaining about it, the kid who's telling the story actually says, hold on. Let me shed some light on the situation. I was like, oh, okay, I see. He's setting it up. And then what does he say? I don't remember that part. It, well, then he goes back into the story. But the answer to the he riddle... He doesn't say, let me shed some light on the situation. He makes some pun he on He says, light. why don't you let me finish? Dude. Maybe he says, enlighten me. I'll enlighten you or something. Yeah, roll the clip. Okay, roll the clip. Maybe you should all just lighten up and let me finish the story. So, they can't answer the riddle. Because it doesn't occur to them to say light. Thank you. He says, well, there is one other way. You could leave me a specimen. And then he shows them a severed hand. So they're like, no, and they run away. Uh, and he tells them, go down the street. You can get a cab, blue, blue, blue. So they go down the street. There's not going to be any cabs here. Honk, honk. Cab pulls up. It's the same guy who led them to the work. So as they're riding in the cab, he tells them the story. Hey, this cab crashed 40 years ago. I couldn't solve Dr. Fink's riddle. He took a specimen. It's his hand in the jar. He turns his head around. I sort of died. He's a ghost. If he's a ghost bound to a cab curse, about to crash into a tree. As he is fated to do every time. I feel like he should be someone every leaves time someone, Dr. Vink's right. shack without solving the riddle. I feel like he would be bound to his cab by curse law and by ghost law. And he wouldn't be able to just wander around in the woods with a flashlight. Well, maybe he's bound to the space to the area. between no. it bothered me that he was the walking tree around. of death. And Dr. Vink's cabin. Look, Dr. Vink is a mad scientist. Why there are ghost cabs involved at all? I believe Dr. Vink is also a ghost. So So they are about to crash in the cab, and the cabbie, Flynn, tells them you can still solve the riddle. There's only 30 seconds until the crash. And so the kid's working it out. His big brother is trying to choke him to death (laughs) and stuff. Uh, Not helping whatsoever. And uh, the kid finally finally figures it out it's weightless you can see it if you put it in the barrel it'll make the barrel lighter like he he, he takes the time to explain the whole riddle again as they're about to crash and the clock is counting down and then he he, he realizes it's a hole a hole in the barrel so if you put a hole in the barrel <laughs> it's weightless you can see it and it makes the barrel lighter that's a great answer what are you talking about See, you accept- It makes total you, sense. You saw this first as a child, and you accepted it without question. You put a hole in the barrel. Like, the rest of the- And it's ca- also a turn of phrase, because- Canadian as, propaganda. As Buzz explains, there's a trick here. It's not something you put in the barrel, but it's all comes down to the wording. Light. Because you Light do put a hole in the barrel. Light is a better solution to that riddle. Light is not I a better solution. You. But- Let's get art, into art a phantom subjective. cab. 
Anyway, so I they solve the riddle, they oh. escape from the cab, and then Christopher Reeve pulls up in a ranger mobile and rescues them. And I was waiting for the second car to pull up in the woods to be like, I also died here 40 years ago. You know, that yeah. extra horror the, the, story the, twist. The saddening. Oh, the episodes are like 50-50 scary endings versus hap- genuine happy endings. Well, now I know. Yeah. So you, you never know what you're going to get. And that is the first episode. That's of Are You Afraid oof, of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? So this is the first episode. Oh, and at the end, sorry, they go back. They lead the police back to Dr. Fink's house, but it's just an old foundation covered with weeds. So that's why I think Dr. Fink's also a ghost. It's a big ghost conspiracy. He could be a ghost. He could be unstuck in time. Something made Dr. Fink's house lighter. And it was holes. Lots and lots of holes. Yeah. Well, you got me there. So that was the first episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark I ever saw. I was prepared to give it a shot, but also be a little underwhelmed. But I gotta say, it was good. Really? Yeah. It. It. it there was despite no, the terrible riddling. There was no predicting where that <laughs> where that story went. I mean, it was true enough. It was batshit insane, basically from start to finish. So, by some accounts, but the first episode of Tales from the Crypt is called "The Man Who Was Death," and um, it starts with some surprisingly upbeat music as we pan through a prison and we get uh, a walk and talk and lots of narration lots of really sharp narration i thought excellently written narration about an executioner and this is a guy who works in a prison with an electric chair and he kind of talks you through the final moments or hours of uh the condemned's life and how the typical prisoner acts. And, um, you know, we get the sense that this is a guy who really takes pride in his work. I guess right about now, Charlie Ledbetter's starting to think pretty serious about that valley of death. He's thinking about that rubber diaper they give him to wear, wondering if he's going to crap all over himself when I juice him in a couple minutes. He will. And shortly after he executes... Uh, the prisoner, um, we in a nice tight bit of storytelling, he's at a bar and a, a story comes up on the TV of a reporter looking straight down the barrel who says, well, there's not a lot of support for the death penalty, so we're outlawing it. And he's like, oh, man. So he goes back to the prison warden and they're like, yeah, sorry, uh, we're going to have to let you go. They abolished the death penalty. He's like, well, I started as an electrician. Can I just... Keep being an electrician? And they're like, nah. He's like, ah, dag. We never really liked you anyway. (laughs) So uh, he kind of walks around and pontificates about crime and death and electricity. And uh, And junkies. And junkies. He has all these um, House of Cards style asides where he breaks the fourth wall and, like, talks directly to the audience. Uh, It's very stylish and interesting. I thought the whole episode was, like effortlessly stylish yeah as opposed to slick. are you afraid of the dark which was a little creakier yeah in its execution well no pun intended well all of these um 
I'm sure they had a better budget. These tales from the crypts were, you know, based off stories that have been around yeah. for a long time. And was it a Showtime show? HBO. Or? HBO. So the budget was way better than the, uh, yeah. the Dark budget. So it had a good budget. It had it a really good script. It was directed by Walter Hill, I believe, right? Um, it was directed by Walter Hill, produced by Richard Donner. Um, the uh, actor in question um, was uh, William Sadler, who was in Shawshank Redemption. Uh, so just like just top-notch cast, lots of great wall-to-wall character actors. Um, just a really good, fast-paced show. Um, so uh, next we cut to this kind of weird Dexter or like proto-Dexter scene where it's a courthouse and um, it's that old saw about the uh, horrible criminal that's about to get convicted but there was like a clerical error on the arrest warrant so he gets to go away scot-free and um our our protagonist niles talbot the unemployed executioner is in like sitting right behind him he's like well we'll see about that and then he follows the guy home and electrocutes him and this kind of becomes his new freelance job he just goes around executing people who uh, get away from the criminal justice system. He also makes no bones about being sneaky or anything. Well, but he's also talking to the audience, so like you can never tell sure, when right. he's, he's in front yeah. of the fourth wall, behind the fourth wall. He's basically, I mean, no wonder the story feels so tight. He just steps into literally any scene, anywhere he needs to be, where there's someone who needs to be executed. Uh, so he finds a couple that got away with murder, and uh, they're they're partying in their hot tub, and he shows up and electrocutes him. And then he like he steps on a newspaper, and it's like Go Go Dancer yeah. gets away with it. And he's like, well, I guess I'll go electrocute this Go Go Dancer. And in my first watch through, I had no idea what she did. I was like, oh, she's, is he killing her for Go Go Dancing? So, Actually, it's not even Go Go Dancing. It's full on stripping. It's full on stripping. This is uh, another thing that was sorely lacking in Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> pretty sleazy show. Uh, classic tales from the crypt. So he goes into the strip club and uh, this go-go dancer who has gotten away with murder is uh, dancing around a pole. And I thought he was going to electrocute the pole, but she's also dancing inside of a cage. So he's just going to light the whole thing up. But I guess it was a sting operation because the cops come in when he's trying to flip the switch and they bust him, which brings us full circle Back to the prison, where uh, where he's doing exactly is, what he said. Yeah, everyone is so uh, dismayed by his vigilante killing that they decide to put the death penalty back on the books just so they can electrocute the guy that used to be the executioner. And uh, he breaks down and blubbers and begs for the uh, the governor to call and give him clemency, clemency, uh, just like everyone else does. And uh, then they fry him. Hmm. But, uh, you know, sort of a very simplistic morality tale. Um, but it was running on running on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. I, I wasn't sure. I guess maybe it's obvious. I don't know. I, I, I was trying to figure out, okay, what exactly are they trying to say here? Like, you shouldn't practice what you preach. Everyone is the same. God has a sense of irony. Uh, don't be a vigilante. I Maybe don't be too big for your britches. I don't know. 
don't be too big for your rubber diaper. Because, yeah, your rubber britches. Um, he, because he was talking a big game. He was talking a big game, and, you know, he seemed to be on the side of right, in that he was deliver, delivering kind of Old Testament justice, and all the people he were killing were, like, unrepentant, horrible oh, yeah. criminals. Fully admitting. And, and, like, who admitted their murders, like who confessed right before they were killed. And these were people that like a week earlier would have been in the electric chair, but then it all catches up to him. I, I guess, I guess. You and just justice to... is swift. Yeah. Usually people sit on death row for like <laughs> for years. years and years. <laughs> he was, it was minutes later. He was unemployed a week. And before he <laughs> wound up back in the chair. Yeah. Like I said, highly condemned storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know what the message of it was. <laughs> I guess it, it definitely there was something. There was some kind of message. There in was there, there was two messages. To... The one message was "Thou shalt not get away with it." Yeah. The second message was uh, "The state has a monopoly on violence." I guess. Oh shit! Yeah, that's really deep. That's deep, Crypt Keeper. All right, scare factor. What do you think the scare factor was? I think the on scare Are you Afraid factor of the Dark? on "Are You Afraid of the Dark," especially watching as a kid and watching for the first time, was high. A lot higher than Tales from the Crypt. There wasn't anything scary in the Tales from the Crypt episode, except right. for the it existential was, terror of, oh, maybe you'll get electrocuted if you do bad things. It was a little more existential. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to give that to Are You Afraid of the Dark for Scare Factor. Dark. Scariest moment when Flynn's head twists around, exorcist style. <sighs> for me, the Reagan scariest style. moment, and this is sort of a, a weird pull... But when they're I mean, outside yeah. of Dr. Vink's cabin and the trees are going Ooh. crazy and like they sped up the footage so they're kind of vibrating uh, and wailing with ghostly voices, kind of like the demons in uh, Jacob's Ladder. Oh, which I that. did just watch very recently. Really? Like only a couple months ago. Yeah. I actually wanted to talk about it on 16 Bag <laughs> because I had a lot of thoughts and okay. questions. Side bag. Yeah. Um,. Uh, yeah, so I would say I'm going to uh, surprisingly give the edge to uh, yep. Phantom Cab. A lot of good shock moments for little kids. A lot of good spookiness. All right, gross factor. Gross factor. Uh, I thought the boar brain was pretty gross. Yeah. I think it Dr. was just Vink a piece of raw chicken or something. Straight up holds. Yeah, he's he's very penguin-like. A he's very hand. Batman Returns penguin-like. He's got the kind of hunchback, and he's like very round. Very visceral yeah. villain. I love specimens, especially little boy specimens. Yeah, he wanted the little boy specimens and or body parts. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give the gross factor to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow, really? I mean, overall, again, Tales from the Crypt is just genuinely grosser. It's generally but there weren't any and really yeah and, and, and grittier. There weren't any gross out real moments in this and it was, one. As Williams, uh, as William Sadler's uh, executioner says, think about electricity. It's clean. It's clean. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see anybody like turn into charred corpses or any of that stuff. Yeah, except for a puff of smoke from his own forehead. Yeah, the bubbling in the hot tub would have been a perfect opportunity to do a quick cut to their horrible like melting bodies which right. they would have done in the 80s like a lot i'm sure when they got a better budget yeah they had more oh, yeah. melting it's bodies gonna get there all right the what the factor the what the factor uh jeez louise hmm F- for me the entire phantom cab episode 
was a what was the just f- a, 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 a what the fuck mad cat sequence of what the f moments. There was ghosts, curses, mad scientists, dismembered body parts, taxis in the woods, riddles. Canadians. Canadians. God bless them. Uh, yeah. What I liked about uh, the Tales from the... I'm sorry. What I liked about the Phantom Cab was that it was the kind of rambling, <laughs> convoluted plot that a kid would make up. <laughs> right. And it's the whole premise is there's a kid telling a it's, campfire oh, wait, ghost Wait, it story. gets crazier. This, and then this crazy thing happened. Yeah. And riddles. And he wanted his brain. And then just when they escape the mad scientist, they get in a cab, and it's a ghost it's a cab. ghost. Yeah, none Wonderful. of it made much sense. Uh, so, yeah, the what the F factor. It only gets better from here. <laughs> what the F factor goes to Phantom Cab. Okay, most thematic. Now, this is going to be kind well, of a hard Well, they were one. both very piloty. They're both very piloty. <laughs> but I would say Phantom Cab more piloty. Because they introduced because the characters. They, did, they followed the rules of the pilot. <sighs> yeah, Phantom Cab. All right, Phantom Cab for the win. win. One win in the Are You Afraid of the Dark column. All right, up? you win this episode, Ryan. All right, general notes. Here are my general notes on Tales from the Crypt, The Man Who Would Be Death, or whatever it was called. Lots of low angles. I was looking for Dutch angles. Dutch angle count in Tales from the Crypt, three. A loose three. Okay. Pun count in Tales from the Crypt, five puns. In the episode or in, from the, from the Crypt, Crypt Keeper? Keep- okay. Okay. Hold on to your hats. Maybe a pun because he was talking about the, like... It f- the felt hat. like he was he was pushing it. Yeah. Like he was trying for He was for really there. trying for a pun on that it one. It didn't really sound like a pun. This one's going to be a real shocker. That was a revolting development. Revolting. What a switch. And what hit him. Didn't know what hit him. Anyway, my general notes for Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, This was not the original pilot, but they switched it. I wish we were comparing Are You Afraid of the Dark against Friday the 13th, the series, because at one point Buzz guesses that the man in the woods with the flashlight might be a media killer in a hockey mask who's going to slash us. Dr. Vink does his experiments in a highly unsterile environment. Some choice 90s-isms. Cheese ball, lame wad, this is whacked, way harsh bullying, and the Hitchcock Zoom. I wish Denny had learned to encourage and help his little brother before he saved him. Because <laughs> that would have been a much better character journey for Denny. He, he only acknowledges his worth as a human after they don't die. Well, he only shows his worth. That's true. It's a, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. I'm always going to side with the you, bully. You still have to realize at some point that you're the older brother. I guess you didn't let him drop off that cliff, so fair fair enough. Uh, if anything, the older brother is the one who got them through that situation for the most part. Like, Dr. Vink was like... Uh, by being a radical prick to everyone he met. Well, it... Everyone they met was a ghost trying to trap them into a specimen situation or a cursed cab. That's true, but Flynn was awfully friendly until he tried to kill them. Nah, he was a total creep. He was a little bit of a creep. So, uh, I think his bully instincts... Yeah, right in. That was how he protects. Yeah, good call. Uh, Dutch angle count in this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Seven. Seven Dutch angles. That's a lot of Dutch angles. A lot of Dutch angles, and there's going to be a lot more. Ryan, 
I've got two segments for you. One, stump the Crypt Keeper. You said the Crypt Keeper had five puns, so I'm gonna put one minute on the clock, and I want you to out-pun the Crypt Keeper. The topic is electricity. One minute, go. I'm gonna need more than a minute. <laughs> That's all you got? He used all the good electricity ones. Shocking. No, he already used shocking. Uh, no, you can, you can, you can, you can overlay with them. I can don't overlay from the list. No, I want to see what he said so that I don't use the ones he said. Reset uh, the re- reset the clock. Reset the clock. <laughs> you can you can use his. Just try to give. Just don't say a word for word what he said. Mm, okay. All right. You can say shocking. All right. One mm. minute and go. That was an awfully shocking episode. Uh. Uh. Stop. <laughs> You're just saying shock over and over again. Now you're sucking it. Uh, anyways, uh, 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 it's distracting me. <laughs> I got a charge out of now. Twenty seconds. Okay. Oh, twenty seconds. Twenty what? seconds elapsed. That, oh, oh, that scared me too. Um, hmm, let's see. Uh, uh, suck at this. Let's go to DC for the weekend. Um. <laughs> You're going to have to do it, too. <laughs> Not in this episode. Uh, uh, I don't know what you're saying. You're Eight not, seconds you're left. You're not helping me. Uh, let's... Let's... Time juice. elapsed. Let's Terrible. Juice it. Terrible. Aw, I was being distracted at every turn. Oh, man. Every time I looked up, Ed was gesticulating wildly in the corner. It was not my fault. I'm facing you. The microphone is in your direction. All right. Oh, God in heaven. Next segment. I've prepared some riddles for you. We know from our experience in the Six Demon Bag that this is always a painful segment. So I tried to... Handpick riddles that would be short and sweet. So, uh, I'll give you 45 seconds to work out an answer to each riddle that you will then cut down in the edit. Oh, these time, these timers. Let's see how Ryan, the so-called self-proclaimed master riddle disaster, does with number one. The one who makes it, sells it. The one who buys it, never uses it. The one that uses it never knows that he's using it. What is it? 45 seconds. Go. Time? No. <laughs> is it light? Is it light? No. It? Nope. You give up? I don't even... I still can't remember the... <laughs> I still can't remember the question. <laughs> okay, one more the time. The one who makes it, buys it... The one who makes it, sells it. The one who buys it, never uses it. The one that uses it never knows coffin. that it's using it. That's it. Bladow! Master of Riddle Disaster. Disaster. One point for Ryan. <laughs> well done. How many seconds was that? Eh, about a minute. <laughs> All right. Riddle number two. What starts with a T, ends with a T, and has T in it? T? Talk it out. Let's hear your thought process. This is an audio medium. Starts with a T, ends with a T, has T in it. Tit. No. <laughs> is it tea time? Tea time does not end with a T. 
Tea timed. It ends with tea. It ends with tea. No, it end a with toast. Tea. Uh, a teetotaler. You give up? Uh, no. Has <laughs> the 45 seconds elapsed already? Yes. Oh, well then I guess I give up. Alright. Um, the answer is teapot. Oh, uh, yeah. Although... Yeah, yeah. Should have been an I, easy one. Had I an, an extra 45 seconds, I may have gotten I that. would accept teat as well. Because <laughs> there's tea in teat. And it does start and end with a T. All right, riddle number three. Are you ready? <sighs> I was born ready, not 90s-ism. Forward, I'm heavy. But backwards, I'm not. What am I? Ton. That's correct. <laughs> and it's really weird that you said not right before I asked you the riddle. Oh, shit. Yeah, and wow. It's ton not. Yeah. All right. Psych. I don't know. Now I'm just doing 90s. Nice jams. Alright, those are my those are my segments for this episode. Well, my friends and ghouls and butts <laughs> tits. Join us next time where we discuss another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark versus another episode of Tales from the Crypt. Will they have the same storyline? Will Nev Campbell be in both of them? I leave it up to you to decide. It may even be an episode of Goosebumps. Versus oh, are we gonna uh, mix Tales up shows? from the Dark Side. Oh, okay. So, yeah. as we say at the end of every episode of Put Up Your Spooks... Rerun for your life! <laughs>